Wonder how that woman came up with her cool idea and turned it into a business? Listen in to find out how. Welcome to Women Inspired. I'm your host, Linda Ugalo, and on this show I interview women and a few cool dudes, all of them artists, healers, changemakers, and entrepreneurs about what fires them up and how they put their dreams into action. And I'm excited today to speak with a coach, author, and speaker who helps people overcome their fears in order to feel more confident in what they do. She also has a background in neuroscience. I'm really excited to speak with Deb Elbaum. Welcome, Deb. Hi, Linda, thanks so much. I'm so excited to hear about neuroscience. I'm yes. all like into that, and I wanna hear how you bring that into your work. So tell us first what you do. Sure, I'm a big picture career and life coach, and I use neuroscience to help people those times in their life when they get stuck. Because we all have times where we get stuck personally or professionally, and so I help them recognize what's going on. What are those old patterns that they're falling into and how we can break free from that to have breakthroughs to move forward. Well, how does that relate to being a career coach or yes. life coach? Yes. Tell, tell me about that. Like, why would somebody who's looking for a job need that kind of thing? Yeah. So I always start with this big picture of effective thinking because whatever it is you're approaching in life, whether it's finding a new job, whether it's finding a new career, you want to come at it thinking effectively, right? Not ineffectively. So like with clarity? With clarity, with calm, with confidence. And so that's the foundation of what I do is helping people approach whatever it is, their job, their next step, a relationship, their health, from a place of effective thinking, calm and clarity, versus ineffective thinking. Which is? Which is, ah! <laughs> Panic. <laughs> Panic, all stressed out. Confusion. Confusion, you name it. Uh -huh. Hopelessness, uh -huh. fear, frustration. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So I can see how, yeah, someone who's in a transition would want to kind of cut through all of that anxiety. Right. And be able to think more clearly so that they can take their next step more easily. Right, well, if you okay. think about it, if you break down career transition, there's so many different steps. One piece is that clarity. What are the jobs I'm applying for? What's the new career I want to go for? One piece is confidence. A lot of people need help building confidence. One piece is networking. One piece is interviewing. They're so all different steps. pieces, a lot of different steps. And I want my clients to approach each one thinking their best, being able to brainstorm, being able to see possibilities, mm -hmm. being able to show up, owning all their strengths, mm -hmm. being the the awesome per person that they are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so how did, how did you get into this kind of work? Yeah, good question. <laughs> well, I always wanted to help people. And way back in my younger years, I thought that would be by becoming a doctor, psychiatrist. I actually went to medical school and graduated, um, but started my family at the same time and really wish I had had a coach because I couldn't figure out how to do that balancing in a way that worked for me. So I took a detour. I built a career as a medical writer. I used all my medical information, my medical knowledge, my communication skills, and wrote patient information articles, helping people that way. But something was missing. The purpose, the fulfillment, the really having that direct impact on people was what I craved. And so I did what I tell my clients to do. I did a lot of networking. I talked to a lot of different people. And there's one woman who was a coach. And I say it was honestly divine inspiration that she talked about coaching in a way that said, oh my God, that's what I want to do. And she said, well then go sign up for this program. And I did, and the rest is history. Wow, so there are 
programs that you can sign up to become a coach? There, there's a lot, a of, lot. Them. A okay. lot of them. The program I did is called Coaches Training Institute, which I love because it was in person here in Boston. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. And uh, how long of a program is that? The program, the, the training is about six months, once a weekend one weekend a month for mm -hmm. six months. And then there's a certification process. And so because I am an academic at heart, I like to do what I'm doing really well. I did the certification process, which is about nine months, which was virtual and involved supervision and an oral exam and a written exam. I felt like I was back in school. It was up your alley. Totally up my alley. <laughs> and I did the same thing again recently when I got certified in the neuroscience of coaching. Mm. Again, another training, another wow. certification, another written exam, oral exam, which I love. So how do you bring neuroscience into the coaching process? Yeah, really great question. Um, there are these principles in neuroscience that I think can help everyone. So one, one example is neuroplasticity. Are you familiar with neuroplasticity? I am, but okay. explain it because maybe sure. not everyone listening or watching sure. knows that. Neuroplasticity is simply the ability of the brain to grow, to change, to develop new neural pathways throughout our life. People used to think that the brain only developed, we could learn new things up until a certain age, and then it was static. Like we were good until 19 and then it's downhill. Something like that. <laughs> I don't remember the age, right. But the truth is that we can grow and change and develop these new pathways throughout our life, which is very cool. So what does that mean? What do new neural pathways mean in, in terms of behavior and thoughts? Well, it could be a new way of approaching a situation. It could be a new behavior, a new way of communicating, a new um, leadership style. So all of these things use this idea of neuroplasticity. And so when I work with clients, we talk first about this idea, what is neuroplasticity? What are those patterns that you have? What are those thoughts that are really ingrained? And then how do you start shifting it? How do you make new ones? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you just brought up the thoughts that we have. Yes. And I know that people tend to kind of spiral into negative thinking, especially if they're in an uncertain situation, right? Right. That or something that's new and they're not, they don't have the same confidence that they used to in a yes. different kind of environment. So speak a little bit about our thought process. Oh, our thoughts are so important. If you think about it, we can talk to ourselves in different ways. We could talk to ourselves in a really mean way, that negative way. You can't do that. You're never going to figure it out. You're not good at that. Or we can put our energy to a more positive way of thinking. What am I good at? here's what I know. Here's how I'm brave. Here's what I'm willing to try. Here are the challenges I've taken on in my life. And so in coaching, I make sure people are, you can probably guess, putting their attention to those positive thoughts. Because when you build on that, it builds your confidence, mm -hmm. and then you're able to do more. Yeah. So yeah. if you were to give someone three tips who knows that they kind of beat up on themselves, yes. what would those three tips be? Good question. First is always awareness. We always have to start with awareness. What is going on? Because you can't know where you're going until you know where you are. I use the, the analogy of an iPhone app, you know, those map apps. When you type in the address of where you're going, it always first shows you where you're starting from. Same thing with our thinking. Awareness, how are you talking to yourselves? What are those thoughts you're saying? Mm -hmm. If you want to make that concrete, I'd say get a piece of paper and sit down and write down all of the thoughts that you're thinking in your head to really be aware of it and it might surprise you. Maybe there's more than you thought, maybe there are fewer than you thought. Then you can start shifting it to be aware of it and to say, hold on a second, this isn't serving me. 
and start creating new thoughts. Often you need a bit of support and a bit of guidance in structuring that, but I find that once I give people that support and guidance, boom, they're able to change their thinking. Mm. Do you ever work with, find some people just have a hard time letting go of those thoughts that aren't serving them? Sure, there's, there's always times when it's hard to let go because things are so ingrained. If you think about coming back to the brain, those connections are so strong and the brain really doesn't like to work that hard so it goes down those paths that are really well connected. Um, I think once people understand that and understand that it's possible to change with intention and attention, then they're more willing to open up to this idea that it's okay to let go. They don't even have to let go. All they have to do is put attention to the new thoughts and the other ones will start to to fade away a little bit. Oh, that's that's a very hopeful idea. <laughs> <laughs> my clients really appreciate my optimism. <laughs> I'm known for positivity. Okay, so the yeah. first tip was to be aware. To be aware. The second yes. one is Second to... one I'm gonna say is something we haven't talked about yet, which is to use your body. So we, we all have this body and we forget about it, but the truth is, you know this probably in your work, that we can use our body to change how we're feeling and how we're thinking. It's free, it's easy, it's quick to do, and we don't do it. How many people sit at a computer all day, oh, hunched over, and feel miserable? When we can get up, we can stretch, we can take a walk. And so it's the same thing with your thoughts. If you're feeling bad about yourself, what can you do with your body? What can you shake or get loose to shift how you're feeling? Mm -hmm. Do you need to stretch? Do you need to power pose? Do you need to go for a walk? Do you need to dance? So that's my second tip. Be aware of your body and think about how you can use it to shift how you're thinking. Cool. Tip number three, baby steps. So we all know that making changes is hard and it's a process. And I'm a big believer in baby steps leading to big changes over time. So what's one baby step that you can do today or for the next week to start the process? Don't put so much pressure on yourself. Make it something small, doable that you can achieve success with and then move on from there. Mm, nice, that's very nice. So you talk about success. What does yes. success mean to you? That's a great question. I say to my clients all the time, we get to define what success is. For me personally, I deal in the currency of fulfillment and purpose. And so I feel successful when personally my work is fulfilling, when I feel like what I'm doing really matters, that it's purposeful. And in terms of my clients, I feel successful when I see them taking what we've learned and using it themselves and shifting from that negative to that positive perspective. Mm. And even more successful when they go out and tell someone else about it, when they get to teach other people mm -hmm. or refer people to me. Uh -huh. And that must do something neuroscience-wise yes. too to teach, teach somebody, right? Absolutely, we get these dopamine hits. Dopamine is that neurotransmitter, that, that's that reward neurotransmitter. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was just reading about dopamine today and I was thinking, oh, I'm not quite remembering what dopamine, like when we create dopamine in ourselves. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm going to have to look that up. <laughs> get back to it. it does a lot of different things in the body, but one thing it does, it's that reward, that, that hit of dopamine we get when, as a reward. So it feels like... Uh, it feels good. feels good. Yeah, it feels good. Okay. Yeah, so that feel-good feeling is part of our hormones, right? I mm -hmm. mean, feelings are chemical or are they? These are really great questions. <laughs> They're influenced 
So it's all connected. We have this body, we have this brain, we have these hormones, we have these chemicals. It's all influenced together. I think when I talk to people, I try to make it as simple as possible. Mm -hmm. So here's what I say, that whatever it is in life you're approaching, you can approach from a place of negative energy, from hopelessness, from fear, from frustration, or you can approach, approach it from positive energy, from courage, from engagement, from innovation. Right? That makes mm -hmm. sense. Or maybe curiosity. Curiosity, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And why that's important is because when you're coming at something from that place of negative energy, there's more adrenaline and more cortisol in your body. And when that's in your body and around your brain, you cannot think effectively. You just can't. What does effective thinking mean? It means good long-term planning, goal setting, having empathy toward other people, having good memory. And so with this awareness of, are you in that negative place, more adrenaline, more cortisol? Or are you in that positive place, less adrenaline, less cortisol, more oxytocin, more GABA, where you can think effectively? GABA. <laughs> I've heard all of the others. All good stuff, all good stuff. It's all good stuff, yeah. okay. It's like just one of the- for the brain. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it was taught to me. pepto for the brain? I yeah. don't know if I relate to that one, but. <laughs> Yeah. But to be, to be aware of how and to know whether you're doing effective thinking or ineffective thinking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So would you say that making a career change, like I know you can't say that, oh yes, it takes about X amount of time, but is there yes. a kind of like a, a particular range that you work with people and that they're able to figure out? what they want to do? Like, is it a year-long process or is it a month? Is it a session? Like, what's your experience? Yes, yes, yes. yes That's yes. a great question. It really depends on the person. The thing with coaching is that people need to be willing to invest in themselves. They need to be committed to their growth. So what does that mean? It means that the process takes as long as it takes depending on what they do. Now, if some clients come to me and within a month or two, they've got things figured out. Maybe they were deciding between two main areas and they've got it figured out and they have a plan. Some people, it takes a bit longer. I'd say on average, around four months is a really good amount of time for people who are motivated to get good traction. Mm -hmm. making a plan, figuring out what's next, doing their networking, getting jobs to apply to, interviewing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to dig a little bit sure. like on the business side because there are possibly people listening who are coaches themselves uh -huh. and maybe they're growing their business. How did you, you said you got supervision. How did you get your first clients? Yes, way, way back how I got my, talking to people. And so way back I would, talk to someone at a cocktail party and I know them maybe a little bit and they'd be talking about their life and how they were looking for a job ding the light would go off and I'd say hey how about we try this coaching thing and so that's how I would start with people who I knew a little bit mm -hmm. who I knew could benefit mm -hmm. um, and they were my first clients mm -hmm. I also I work by phone so my clients are all over the country okay some of them I've never even seen mm -hmm. which is interesting so friends in different parts of the country would also refer people to me. Mm -hmm. And do you find that working on the phone that you're not talking about Skype or an online, no. you're talking about just listening yes. to their voice and you find that is effective as well? It's really effective. For my clients, it's nice because they're in the privacy of their own home or their own office. They don't have to worry about where, what they're wearing, where I'm looking, 
things like that. And I often have people, I told you I bring the body into coaching, so I have people move around, so they have the freedom to do that. And for me, when I'm with a client by phone, I'm with the client. My computer is not on. I am in a place where I can absolutely concentrate. Often I close my eyes so that I tune into my other senses to listen energetically mm -hmm. to where they are. They mm -hmm. have my absolute attention, mm -hmm. and it works. Mm -hmm. What's, works really well. What's your favorite part oh, of? Can you tell I love what I do? Yeah, I do, <laughs> and that's why, that's why I was thinking. What's my, your favorite yeah, part? My favorite part is when people come back and say, I tried this. Things that we've been talking about for a while. I had a client, and I like I talked to you about you use the body, how to you hold your body so that you build your confidence. And a client came back to me once, and he said, "I tried it. I was feeling really unsure of myself, and so I I stood in this way, and I felt better." And so that's what I love, where people internalize what we're talking about, where they almost coach themselves mm -hmm. because they have the tools. They've increased their toolbox. Yeah. And. Do you have any parts of running a business that are your least favorite parts or are challenges? Like, Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I love what I do and I'm recognizing that I don't have an MBA. So I don't have the degree in business. So some things I'm still learning about, learning about the financial aspects of it, learning about the marketing. Those are, I'd say, my growth areas mm -hmm. in being an entrepreneur. Because mm -hmm. I know I'm really sure of my craft and the impact on other people. So those are where I need to put attention, I think, going forward to feeling more confident myself. Yeah, so like getting your systems done and yes, getting the, the, the support that you need. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes, all of those pieces. All those pieces. Yeah, and I think yeah. that happens not just with coaches, but for artists and healers, anyone who's in business right. for themselves. Themselves, they're they may be confident in their craft, right. in their service, but making it into the business and making it scale and yes, um, show a profit all the time. Consistency, yes. all of that, all of that, all of that is. It's, there's a lot of pieces to running a lot business. Of pieces. <laughs> there's a whole lot of pieces, and it's a it is a big learning curve. So, do you find that, like, how are you able to bring yourself to that learning curve? Yes, good question. I have great support system. So I ask the the wisdom of the coaches around me, the wisdom of the people around me. Mm -hmm. And I also make it a practice to network. I'm a huge networker. I love connecting with people. And so for marketing, there's lots of different ways to do it. For me, I do what's fun and natural for me, which is networking, which is talking to people, which is showing them what coaching is like. So I make mm -hmm. it fun by building on my strengths. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Is there anything that you know now that you wish you knew when you started? I wish I would started earlier, to be honest. I love what I'm doing now, and how cool would it have been if I had started even earlier? I would have said, the first time you heard about coaching, you should have jumped on that bandwagon instead mm. of waiting a few years to, to really make the decision. Yeah, what do you think was going on in those few years? I was in that phase that a lot of people get in where you spin around and you spin the wheels in your head. Or maybe you have a lot of different thoughts, but you're not sure which ones to follow or how to get there. And I think we all, we all have times in our life, in, in our personal, professional lives, where we feel that stuckness. And again, if I could look back, if I could have worked with a coach, I think a coach would have kicked my butt a little sooner 
and said, all right, let's try something. Let's make it real. Let's, let's create some action. Let's take a class. Let's do something. So that's why it can always help to have that accountability, that external support to really boost you forward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did you know of coaches when you first heard about it? or? I think I first heard there was maybe an article in the New York Times, or an article that I read about coaching, and I remember reading it saying, oh, that's interesting, and then putting it aside. Mm -hmm. So I didn't think really anything of it until I was at that stage, like yeah. I said, where I wanted more fulfillment and more purpose. Yeah. And when I talked to different people, it was just the right time. It was the right time in my life, and I happened to talk to this woman in Newton, and I really credit her for being where I am today. Yeah. I mean, that was my hit also, is that mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, that seed got planted. Yes. And I used to be a farmer, so I, I think a lot in farming <laughs> metaphors, and the roots grow first. Yes. You know, like in March, uh, February, in the, you know, we're in Boston, so in this area, there's a lot growing and happening underground that we don't see yes. before anything ever pushes up to the earth. So I kind of think of that with you, that you had, there's a few years of it, kind of you getting ready. It was yeah. germinating. It was germinating. Yeah. That's a great word. Yeah. It's true, and it's the baby steps. Mm -hmm. Like I said, so if you had said to me before I talked to this woman, hey, in X number of years, you're going to have this coaching business. You're going to love it. I would have said, you're crazy, because I couldn't mm -hmm. have even imagined it. Mm -hmm. So that's why I remind my clients who really want to have purpose, it's the baby steps. You don't have to know exactly where you're going. Mm -hmm. You need to have faith that things are germinating. Mm -hmm. Faith that by talking to this person, by taking this class, by reading this book, you're going to get there. Yeah. So given that we don't always know what's going to happen, uh -huh. do you have a vision for where you want to go at this point? Or is it still, it'll evolve as it evolves? I mean, it always will. But do you yes. have a vision of where you'd like to take I, your business? Yes. I love what I'm doing now. I want more of this. And here's my big dream. Okay. Can I share? Yeah. yeah. I love the beach. I don't know about you if you're a beach person, but I'm a beach person. I'm a toes in the sand person. It really energizes me. And I want to coach by the beach. And I'm not sure what that looks like yet, but I'm putting it out to the universe. I'm letting people know. My dream would be if someone in a Caribbean island had a resort and they wanted a life coach to come for a week or a career coach to come for a week, I'm your person. <laughs> so someday it's going to involve something, beach, water, coaching. I'm going to throw that out to the universe and see, see what happens. That really surprised me and I love it. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> I was just at the beach yesterday and I was thinking, more of this, please. Yes. Yeah, amazing. Well, because at the beach, if you think about it, we're also relaxed. Mm -hmm. Our body, our brain is calm, which is the best time to do thinking about your life. Yeah. You don't want to do it when you're all stressed out. Yeah, and there's also something about the rhythm of the waves. Absolutely. That we start to entrain our bodies to. Oh, and just breathe. I know that there's something healing about natural sounds, whether it's bird sounds or the running brook or the ocean. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think everybody can relate. Yes. even if we don't allow ourselves that kind of space enough in our lives. Yes. Yeah. One of my favorite things to, I'll just share this because you're at the beach, one of my favorite things to do is go to a beach, go to a wide expanse, and to ask those really big questions that we never ask ourselves because mm. we're always so busy. So, mm -hmm. you know, what am I ready for? Mm -hmm. And then to answer it 10, 15 times in a row and see what comes. Mm. Another question, what am I ready to let go of? Speaking of the letting go, mm -hmm. it's amazing. I 
try that next time you're at the beach. Oh, I invite I love you to try it. that. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. What is it time for? Great question. So, yes. time, for time for a wild card pick. Okay. I'd love for you to just put your hand in, pull out a card, and tell us what you think about how it relates to life or business. Okay. Or your work. Flexibility. Flexibility is what's needed to have effective thinking. Because what happens when we're not thinking effectively is when we get really stuck, when we see things only from one perspective, when we're not even aware there are other perspectives around. And so one of the things I do with people is to remind them there's different ways you need to be mentally flexible, to look at this from different perspectives, from different sides, from different positions, different positions in nature and the, in the environment. So mental flexibility is one of the key criteria for really thinking effectively. Mm. Good word, flexibility. I love that. So if people wanted to learn more about your work, how do they find you? Yes, my website is the best place to find me. It's my name, debelbaum.com. Can you spell Elbaum? Sure, <laughs> I'll spell it all, D-E-B-E-L-B-A-U-M.com. Mm -hmm. And on that, people can sign up for my newsletter. I have a monthly newsletter with a short note for me and all the classes and workshops that I'm doing. It's gonna, there are a lot of things coming up on my speaking calendar that I'm excited about, and mm -hmm. that's the best way for people to learn about that. Mm -hmm. And they can contact me through my website too. I offer a complimentary conversation so people can see what I'm like to work with, and mm -hmm. I'm happy to do coaching with people so they can get a taste of it. That's wonderful. Yay. Yay. Well, thanks so much. And I just love talking with you about how our brains, you know, can help us with effective thinking and making changes in our lives. And it's great to have your perspective and ideas here. Thanks. Thank you so much. I want to thank you for coming on to Women Inspire today. And I help people get comfortable in front of the camera or on stage. So if you have a presentation coming up or some kind of a, a talk or a video, be sure to download my Fear to Fabulous Blueprint about mastering the inner game of speaking live or on camera. And you can get that at lindayugolo.com forward slash blueprint. That's lindayugolo, U-G-E-L-O-W, dot com forward slash blueprint. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and be sure to tune in next time. Thank you for listening to Women Inspired. The show is recorded live in the studios of Bedford TV in Massachusetts. Music courtesy of Sheik Gamin. If you like this episode, please leave a review or comment. You can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or watch all the TV episodes of Women Inspired with the show notes and links at www.lindayugalo.com forward slash TV.